0: Welcome to Hashtown with Joe. I'm Jo, a tomboyish university teen and a freshman at university. Tune in to listen to the ups and downs of my everyday life as well as my fondness for my hobbies. I'll still try to get my life together. Welcome back to another episode on Hashtime with Joe everybody. I hope you're all doing well during this time, as well as I've got my pop filter fixed, so we would be expecting very less mic disturbances from now on, but we still have got the same mic. Also, I'm really happy about the fresh outlook that my podcast is giving right now, like from the intro to the outro. You've all got some surprises packed in here, so today's topic is actually on fresh outlooks and new beginnings um when i started this podcast six months ago i didn't expect that i'd be like you know recording podcasts every single friday and posting them up and you know getting feedback on them well i don't record every single friday but i record them every week and i post them up on fridays but, um, yes, we did have some ups and downs with my inconsistency and stuff that happened in my life. But we're back at it again, and as a six-month anniversary edition, I decided to, like, swatch it up a little bit, like, as a new notebook, or uh, a, new su- a new part of, or a new chapter, I'd say, in my life. Speaking of new chapters, I have joined as a university freshman, but with a different degree than the degree I was expecting. So, as per my second episode in this podcast, I said that I'd applied for bio colleges, which would offer biotech, but I didn't have that happen. I actually applied for another college as well, and this was for computer science with a specialization in artificial intelligence and machine learning. Um, for this I applied only for one college alone. I didn't apply for all colleges, but towards the point when it came to like counseling and choosing my colleges, I didn't feel that biotech was the course that I'd want to see myself in after four years. Because although I like biology, I didn't want to take it up as something where I'd have to sit all day and remember information. I wanted the experience to be different. I wanted it to be something where I'd enjoy my college life as well as gain some knowledge and be able to make money by the end of four years. But biotech didn't have that coming because after my bachelor's I'd have to apply for a master's. After my master's I'd have to apply for a PhD. I mean that's okay. It's not that it's not you know, something that I was not intending to do. Yes, I do want to do a master's and a PhD, but I wanted to do it in gaps, and I didn't want to see myself without any scope when I just have a bachelor's. And seeing that computer science with artificial intelligence and machine learning has more of a weightage, and it, it, it shows that after four years, I could at least get a job, take a break from studies and then go back to it when I have the time. But instead of you know finishing bachelor's and finishing a master's and then opting up for a PhD and then trying to get a job but then at the age of 25 or 28 I'm like, oh I don't have a proper job or opportunity yet because I'd have to sit in a lab. That's not where I'm fi- like finding myself. I'd like to see myself in four years or maybe five or six years, give or take i'd like to see myself in a position where i can help contribute to society and i don't see biotech as something that i would be you know prominently contributing to society as um i don't mean this like an offense to anyone who's taken biotech or who's you know interested or who's a professional in the field i'm sorry but this is my opinion towards the field especially where i live in Because in the country that I live in, it's not something that's really big yet. It will be in the future, but right now when I'm studying the subject, it's not. So I'd like to see myself, you know, a little bit bigger than what I am in four years rather than stay in the same point. Um, That was actually how I decided to take computer science with artificial intelligence and machine learning. And apart from that, that's not the sole reason. I also had my other reasons as well. And the other reasons, like one of them was my parents. Um, they own a company and um, they specialize in software and computer science. It's their domain, especially my dad, who is completely specialized in the domain for about 24 years now. Um, Kudos to him for for surviving but in this field, I mean. But um, actually, since he has a lot of experience, um, I felt the advantage would be I could learn a lot from him and that it would be easier for me if I needed help. With Bio, that's not the case. I don't know anybody in my family or any of my friends who knows Bio. If anything, I'd have to get the resources on my own. But with people from a computer background in my family, it seems like reliable and it seems advantageous for me to get my sources instantly rather than me going to the library sitting down for eight hours a day finding information within a page and then I'd have to search up a lot more information. I mean, it takes time to get information when it comes to biology, but with computer science, I'd have fifty percent of my information on hand because i have nearby sources and not sources which are really far away as well as scope and you know um domains are concerned i also thought that technology is developing and taking just computer science is not gonna you know get me anywhere but taking computer science with the specialization that is gonna you know come up within the next five or six years shows not only job opportunities, but it shows a new outlook. It shows a new beginning to society, and i like to be a part of that change. And these are the three reasons why I decided to take computer science with artificial intelligence and machine learning and become a freshman of the university instead of biotechnology from one of the dream universities that I wanted to go to. And comparing the course that I have now in the college, or no, it's the university, so yeah, with the university that I'm in versus the dream university, I think I'm a bit better off with what I have because um, given my classes which have started this week, I see that everyone is like really friendly and the faculty are are pretty nice and they also consider that there are people who have taken biology instead of computer science in their junior and their senior year and they have decided that they'd help out to you know bridge the gaps between so that you don't feel left out and you don't know the basics so they do strengthen that in the university that I'm in right now and that seems like a great thing and also I took a few courses in the summer I I actually started Amazon Web Services. I haven't completed it yet. I took a course on Python. I finished its specialization. It's called Programming for Everybody on Coursera. You can look it up by the University of Michigan. Um, The instructor is pretty nice. He teaches you to code in Python for anyone who wants to learn Python. You can be a complete beginner or you can be a pro, but you learn how to code in Python. And you can replicate the course content if you'd like. So, given all these resources and stuff that I can do with this course, I think that it's leverage that I've taken this course instead of a course that I might not see myself in after four years. I mean once I had taken, if I had taken biotech and if I joined into that dream university that I was thinking about after a year or so I think I would have regretted taking that but right now I feel happy because this is kind of more of my gut instinct and it feels like I've listened to my gut more right now than I did back then and as for the first week of classes I've got to tell you guys The faculty are pretty chill. Um, I mean, as far as my university is concerned, it depends on your university, but um, first week of classes is obviously online for us for the entire semester, but um, you'd have your timetable scheduled or you'd have to pick your timetable. Again, that's up to your university and your university norms, but um, make sure that you're prepared for whatever is to come. You'd see less number of participants and then the teachers would be like, oh, we're not going to teach today. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Your professors are going to, you know, um, go down in terms of disappointment a bit because they see less number of students than the usual amount that they're given. It it takes them a a lot of time to settle in than that of a normal university schedule. So bear with them when they're doing that and um, you won't need a lot of like material if you ask me because when you're attending through online courses, no, I mean online school, um, you'd get your slides and your content displayed on the screen, which is an advantage if if your teacher is using an aid. You can snapshot that screen and save it in your computer. That's like the major advantage of online schooling. You can save whatever aids that they're giving. And then from that, you can take that as lecture notes if you'd like. That is a major advantage that I've seen. And sometimes they don't ask you to turn on your camera for classes. So don't worry too much on the, uh, I need a camera set up ideal environment. Because throughout my entire set of classes, All they ask me to do is just switch on my camera whenever I introduce myself, and that's only once, and then after that they don't ask me to switch on at all. It's just only audio. So if you have a decent uh, microphone and headphones, then you're good to go. There's nothing much that you have to worry about. And also, try following the requirements that the teachers say. I mean, it's really hard for them to bridge from like completely offline to completely online too. They have resources which are offline, which can't be incorporated online, and they're doing the best they can. So just ask your teachers once or twice, like what the material is, what's required, and anything that you have to get. And As for textbooks and your references, I'd highly suggest that you get them online for your first semester. I mean, for this year alone, because You can't, like, exactly go out and get your books right now. So try getting them online because I tried searching up a few of mine and I did get them. Like the titles, not at the first go, it just takes a little bit of time. Uh, if you put it up on Google, you won't get it as immediately as you think you would. But it does take a time and you would get them, but not as fast as you'd hope. And if you can, uh, just try ordering them online too. Don't like go in person and get them would be my advice because um, <laughs> a, it's not safe given the pandemic. And B, if you're in a locality where you can't, you know, go out to your library or your stores to get them, don't don't risk it. like just don't, don't take that risk and then end up with something. A little bit severe like a cold or um, a headache or anything minor too just don't go out and then don't get infected is what i'd like to suggest wear your masks everybody if you're going out um i think that's all you're going to need if you're going to be a freshman and if you're like you know preparing for classes or if you're someone who's going to go into classes you don't have to expect much from online classes. It's just the same as offline except you get your aids more easily and you don't have to switch on cameras which means you're interacting with just a screen. So make sure to stay focused. So let's head on to what I did for the week. So onto what has been happening for the past few weeks. It's actually been a pretty much of a jump to be honest, because I've jumped in from a free 24 hour special to six to eight hours of jammed classes. Not six to eight, I'm sorry. I get in total three to four online and then I'd have to prep offline. So say six to eight hours of work. Then I'd have to balance my hobbies beyond that. So my normal hobbies, which I had like you know developed during quarantine or which i had you know re-emphasized or you know refreshed up during quarantine i've got a little bit of changes in routine so planning a schedule is pretty important for me especially when my university also encourages extracurricular stuff so that i had have to um you know keep that part of my life together and you know have it as separate but interconnected so that i'd you know shine in that aspect as well and if you are new to university or if you're going to join as a freshman um the changes which might happen to you are pretty slim um i'm not sure when you're going to join whether it be online or whether it be offline because it's new to me as well usually they do this stuff online offline, but this year we had to go online so that's been like a rapid shift and apart from that i don't think there's anything new that you'd have to expect there there's not like oh it's gonna be all different no it's just the teaching patterns and the um the mode of learning is gonna change from online versus offline as well as a jump from school to college but there's nothing much that you'd have to like expect you can just Close your eyes and jump into it without much of an expectation into it. As for my accomplishments, I actually drew a mandala monogram with my letter J. It's up on my blog if you'd like to have a look. So I wrote a post about it and I'd highly encourage that you make your own mandala monogram because it looked nice and it's kind of like a new aesthetic for me to like keep a personalized monogram. I mean, everyone keeps monograms all the time. But when you have a monogram that's specifically yours in like a specific design, it, it stands out and it's more unique. Also, um, for courses, I actually finished um, a specialization. I have now got the programming for everybody's specialization on Coursera for um, Python. I'd highly suggest it for anyone who is like a beginner in programming Or doesn't know anything about computers at all because the instructor is like pretty chill and he explains it in such a way that if you're a complete beginner and if you don't know anything he'd help you out it's kind of basic pretty basic to learn and it's and it's like an easy to understand kind of language for you and i had also um received a lot of input on this um this is actually a receptify um you can google it up but according to your spotify playlist and your spotify listening they produce a bill slash receipt of your songs and it, it looked pretty cool like they'd list all your songs and they would put in the total number of hours listening to, or whatever it is and it it ranged from last one month to last six months to all-time listens and it was pretty unique a lot of people tried them out by linking their Spotify account to Receiptify for them to generate their receipts. I did mine as well, you can go up to my Instagram and check mine out. As well as, um, I tried playing Fake Love as well by BTS. My first BTS song that I've ever listened to. So I tried a Vina cover out of Fake Love. Once again, up in my blog or my YouTube channel if you'd like to listen to the entire thing. And also, like I said in one of my previous episodes, I've started finding my bullet journal aesthetic. Like I like to keep my bullet journal pretty minimal because although I love the doodles, I don't have time for them. So when I found my own bullet journal aesthetic, which is minimal plus doodly, I decided like keep the doodles to like small sticker kind of versions, and then I keep my minimal setup. It looked kind of chaotic at first, but then as the weeks progressed, I kind of got the hang of it, and it became pretty easy for me to plan my work. So hats off to um, StudyQuill, who had taught me the minimalistic method throughout her years of bullet journaling, and as well as Amanda Ritzley for inspiring me on the doodles. And um, as far as books are concerned, I read this book called A Voyage to Peace. It's a collection of poems. Review will be up for the book soon, most probably by next week or so. So that's it for this week's podcast. Now let's queue up to the outro. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to my blog, which is www.innovativeideals.com. And follow my Instagram handle, which is at Innovative Underscore Ideals. Also, make sure to click that follow button to get notified when the next episode comes out. My Spotify account is always linked in the podcast description in case you'd like to have a look. Until next time, peace.